from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Uh, we, we have uh, the, the luxury of having Dennis Cox on the show here, producing the show. And occasionally, right, and, and this happens in hockey, needs a little bit more space, right? You need, you need to get your, your, yeah. your power play unit out there. Or on the other side, your, your power play kill unit out there. Uh, so what's going to happen? Two minutes, right? Nothing crazy. Two minutes in the penalty box for me. And you're going to hear from Dennis on uh, something Canes that I, I am uh, not privy to. And then once once my two minutes is up, I'm, I'm coming flying out ready to make a play. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but Straight for, to the bench. Straight. Yeah, let's be real. Just getting right across the ice. But uh, – but for now, I'm hitting the penalty box, so uh, uh, I'll, I'll argue with the ref a little bit on the way in, and then then we'll be uh, we'll be away with it. Two minutes. Oh, come on! All right, two minutes. A lot of people are having the conversation right now. All right, what's the next move for the Carolina Hurricanes? With the moves that they made with Dmitry Orlov and Tony D'Angelo on defense, they have a backlog on defense. What's the biggest trade chip that you have right now? It is Brett Pesci. Now, if you can't work out a long-term contract with Brett Pesci and, the, and his representation, he did get new agents this offseason, then you know what? It is a good idea to move him right now because you definitely need help up front. You need more scoring. Okay, so how do you do that? Well, I think this comes via trade. And wait, we, the way we know Don Waldell works, they want to get a trade more than just for a year. They want something with long-term and a good young player. Here's a trade I propose. Go to Minnesota and ask for Joel Erickson Eck. Joel Erickson Eck is a center, has six years left on his deal, making five and a quarter million dollars, just 26 years old. Imagine the next six years where we have Sebastian Ajo and Joel Erickson Eck, and then for the next four years with with Jordan Stahl and with Jesperi Kokaniemi running down the middle. No one can, else can top that in the NHL. He had 23 goals and 38 assists in 78 games last year. His point production continues to go up season after season. So here's the trade proposal. If they're going to give up a young guy, 26 years old, that's getting better, better than Joel Erickson Eck, who's a top two center. If you're going to take him or if you're going to give him up, you need to get something in return. Brett Pesci, Martin Natchez. You send the two of them along with like the Philadelphia Flyers second round pick. You get Erickson Eck and another pick in return. That way the salary cap stuff does work out. So that is the trade I think that the Carolina Hurricanes should pursue because guess what? Now you can really load up your top six. You saw that line with Jordan Stahl, Jesper Faust, Jordan Martinook on the bottom six. And then you have Jesperi Kokaniemi, Stefan Nason, Jack Drury down there as well. That is the trade I think the Carolina Hurricanes should look to explore if you're going to move Brett Pesci, which they need to do. Natchez? Yes. Now, now you don't think that is that – is, see, I look at it like Pesci, yes. Mm-hmm. Are, are you moving Natchez just to, to get, get rid of Pesci? No. Ah, okay. I mean, th- because it, you have to make the numbers work in terms of and, salary cap and things along those lines. But you're not going to give up a top forward and not get something up front either. Okay, the the I'll, I'll raise the the same. I don't I don't want to say uh, criticism, but when when we were talking about with with Adam Gold uh, moving um, Pesci, his his number one thing was you have to immediately like has to be better this year. Yes. You think Erickson Eck? Yeah. makes them that much better this year that it's not just Pesci who's leaving, but it's Pesci and Natchez. Yes, I do. And here's here I'll explain why. 
Because they still need, in my opinion, depth down the middle of the ice. I think that's absolutely where they should because be shopping. Is, right is now, the center, yeah. Right now, Jesperi Kokaniemi is your number two center with Sebastian Ajo as your top guy. Third center right now would be Jordan Stahl. And then, all right, who's your fourth-line center right now? Is it Jack Drury? You're not entirely sure about that quite yet. I think that's actually a question mark going into the season that we're not entirely sure of. You can solidify the center ice position for the next four years because that's how long Jordan Stahl's contract is. And you have Jesperi Kokaniemi as well as Sebastian Ajo locked up with long-term deals. You bring in a guy that has a long-term contract in, in Erickson Eck who has a no-trade clause that kicks in next season. Okay, so, so he has a no trade, <laughs> so you can get him now. Whereas opposed to down the line, yeah, you're not. Gonna, it's going to be a lot harder to do because he can potentially nix that trade. So yes, you make that move. But here's the thing about this season coming up: Aho with Mike Bunting, Seth Jarvis, mm. second line with Erickson Eck, Andres Fetchnikov, Tavo Teravainen. Because the way things are right now, does sound good. Uh, when you when you put like, it like that, it does sound. Here's good. the thing. Here's the thing right now. If you have Jesperi Kokaniemi up there as your second-line center and you have Martin Natchez, well, someone's got to move down the lineup. Are you moving Tara Vinen down the lineup? You're going to pay him f- almost $6 million to move him down as a fourth-line guy? You're not going to pay that guy that much to move down. This is why the trade chip really is Martin Natchez because he's a restricted free agent after this season. Plus, he doesn't cost a whole lot right now. He's only $3 million, and he's still relatively young. But I don't see, when I watch him play, I don't see a guy that gets it done in the playoffs. This is a guy that needs a lot of space and a lot of movement, or a lot of space to to, to skate with speed mm-hmm. in order to create a lot of offense. That's what he needs. And we all know in the playoffs, that space gets real tight real fast. I just don't think that he's built for playoff hockey in Carolina. That's the reason why. But I know a lot of teams out there are going to look and say, you know what, that guy's going to put up 70 points for us during the regular season. I'll take that. But you know what? I don't think he fits way – this is my opinion, long-term with Carolina as a as a playoff player, the way that Rob Brindamore wants to play, I just don't see it. The the, the thing I'll give you that I didn't realize was the the contract situation of Erickson Eck. Yeah. Because I, I think Natchez and Erickson Eck, especially in production, are kind of similar when you look at their, their regular season stuff. But locking him up for like – I mean, right now – Six years left, including this year. Yeah, right, right now what the – the challenge for the Canes is it feels like you want to go all in for next year, and they are. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can have a five-year window if you play it right. right? Exactly. It doesn't It doesn't have to be you go all in for next year, and then the year after is a crumbling piece of, of you know, decaying former contender, right? It's it's It can be a five-year window. So, if you're going to get Erickson Eck for, for, yeah, five, six more years and, and – make another decision when he's 31, 32, whatever that, that ends up being. I don't hate it. Uh, so there you go. That's how uh, Dennis spent the the time where I was in the penalty box. Uh, and and we, we'll bring that back occasionally because, um, you know, D- Dennis has some uh, some opinions that need to get out there. And I got him out there. And and that one was, that one was out there. Shorthanded goal? Eh, maybe. I like, yeah. I like to think I, we're on the same team. Your so. PK wasn't very strong. Was so <laughs> um, I earned my trip to the, the, the box, though. You did. Took him 
<laughs> got my money's worth. I'm here with Coach Pete from Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, tell us about your extended warranty. When you talk about retirement planning, what does that warranty yeah. mean? You have these lump sums in your 401ks, big balances. You get to retirement, though, and how do you know that money's going to last the rest of your life? We do that. We put together the extended warranty income plans, turning your lump sums into real lifetime retirement plans. The next 10 people will do it at no cost or obligation. Give them a call, Capital Financial Advisory Group, 800 691 one five, or you can just text my name, Tim, to 600-700. Make sure they know we sent you. All right. Uh, tonight we have football. Uh, Hall of Fame game. Jets at Cleveland. Kind of at Cleveland. It's in Canton, but it's Ohio, so I'm calling Cleveland at Cleveland. At Cleveland. Sure. Uh, this is going to be tough because I know a lot of you out there have very, very negative opinions of Aaron Rodgers. I think we get the worst version of Aaron Rodgers tonight, which for some of you is like, it's all just levels of worst. Uh, like me? And then you, they're, they're all level of worst for me. But I'll, but I'll put this back at you, right? Mm-hmm. They're all levels of worst. You you can't deny he's ridiculously talented. Oh, no. Yes. I mean, that's that's a different conversation. Exactly. His talent and watching him play is different than everything else. That's my struggle with Aaron Rodgers. I can compartmentalize. That is my struggle with Aaron Rodgers. The Aaron is off the field. All cryptic communication, all drama, all eye rolls all hidden meaning it's all the the stuff that that right the debate shows can eat up and i want to be like gosh i have no use for this guy but then he starts playing football and i go well wait a second that arm is bananas even though he's in his late 30s and and now i believe he's 40 and and it's it's right as a quarterback i played college quarterback and and he's been around since you know before I got to college, and he's been around now for 10 years after I've been in college. You you watch him, and you're like, I think he might have the perfect, like, until Mahomes, he was the, the closest thing to the perfect skill set in that he was mobile enough to get away, extend plays, athletic enough to on the run make every throw, but he wasn't so mobile that he was tempted to run all the time and put himself in hard, harm's way. He, his, his arm was special. It's It's – when he's playing football, I can't take my eyes off of him as a, as a fan of the sport. And when he's not playing football, he just infuriates me. He's, he's a bit, and, and my, my golf uh, fans out there will, will understand this, he's a bit Brooks Kepka-like in that when Brooks is in a feud with somebody or he's saying, I don't actually like golf, I, I'm just good at it, or, or when he's saying uh, – you know, I wish golf was like 12 holes because I black out and get bored from 7 to 12 every – like I, I just can't – when he's in that side of things, Brooks Kepka infuriates me. But then every time he's in a major and he's in the mix and it's Saturday and he's just overpowering the course in the competition, I, I find myself watching the broadcast wanting them to flip back to him. And I'm going, why? Why? But it's just their their performance is so darn special. So so tonight, what we're getting, because Aaron Rodgers is not going to step foot on the field against Cleveland, right? He, I mean, if he does, it'll be because he took four steps out onto the field to give someone a high five. He may work out a little bit pregame on the field. That's about it. May, do you think he'll do the Russ Wilson fake drive where he has fake teammates and he's imagining the whole thing? Yes. I hope so. But no, actually, I don't hope so. I don't hope so. Because with Rodgers and the, the the cryptic nature of everything he's done in the past, the translation or the, the decoding becomes days and days of work, right? 
ever since he made the the very conscious, very kind of sneaky decision to say I'm immunized instead of I'm vaccinated, we realize, oh, you're choosing every word carefully, literally every word. So ever since that happened, every single sentence he says publicly gets like taken and, and broken apart. And, oh, why did why did he say uh, my my guy rather than my boy? Why did he? OK, what was he doing? And. and and I hate that part of it. I guarantee you tomorrow, because he's like the, the only person that's going to be shown on television more than him, maybe like the active going into the Hall of Fame people, like the actual Hall of Famers. He's going to be, they're going to watch a throw by Zach Wilson, cut to Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. Watch a throw by Kellen Mond, who's starting for the Browns, cut to Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. And, and tomorrow there's going to be think pieces about... Why didn't Aaron Rodgers look happy when Zach Wilson came to the sideline and he was getting high fives from everyone and Aaron Rodgers gave him a low five? And it's going to make my brain explode. And I hate that it actually we actually have to do that because Aaron Rodgers makes us think that maybe the high five does mean something. So I think here's the solution, ready? I'm always looking for a solution. We ban Aaron Rodgers from every game he's not playing in. Either you're putting pads on and you're out there starting or you can't be there. If the if the Jets have a, a number one seed locked up and it's week 18 and they're not playing him, stay at home. I wouldn't hate that. Stay at home. I would not hate that. Hall of Fame game, you'll be back and you'll be in the Hall of Fame. You, you shouldn't be at any Hall of Fame games until you're, you're being inducted. <laughs> yes. That, that should be the rule for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but – Hopefully he won't take away too much from some of the other young guys who are trying to make teams and all that sort of thing. Uh, the third and fourth stringers, you know, they might not get many reps even in the first true week of preseason mm-hmm. unless they do something today. So uh, I'll be watching for that because I'm a, I'm a football nerd. I will not be watching for Aaron Rodgers. It will be kind of nice to actually t- turn on the television tonight like, oh, there's real football being played. Very much so. And I've, I've said this about football for a long time. It's like pizza. Mm. Even when it's bad, it's still still pretty good. I mean, I've had some bad pizza. You've had some bad pizza, but you probably had three slices. Yeah, I was hungry. Yeah, exactly. Bad pizza, it's still pretty good, right? There's some food when it's bad, no shot. Bad pizza, yeah, I'm probably still going to eat it. Yeah. That's kind of football, right? It's bad football, but it's but – I'm probably still going to watch like three quarters, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I was hungry for it. It's the same thing, yeah. right? Uh, it's been a long time since I've had football, so I'm just, I'll am just i eat three or four slices. Why not? I'll just pick off the, the Aaron Rodgers toppings, right? It's like anchovies. Get those off there, and I'll pay attention to Zach Wilson. See that reclamation project. Hmm. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. We've been talking a lot over the last couple of days about this this gambling situation and the punishments that are sweeping through both college and professional sports, right? Mm-hmm. 
kind of started with every week we were getting more NFL players suspended. Now, I mean, just the state of Iowa is getting getting uh, lit up by allegations involving Iowa and Iowa State athletes. Who would have thought Iowa? Iowa. Well, there's not much else to do. Well, that's true. I lived in Nebraska for a while, which meant driving east, like coming to the East Coast, coming home. Uh, there was a long period of that drive just through Iowa. Not a lot to do. Nope. Iowa backup kicker Aaron Blom is in the state's college athlete betting scandal uh, as of yesterday. Investigators alleging that at least one bet he placed on his own team's performance. That would have been betting the under on the 2021 Iowa-Iowa State game in which Blom did not appear. First of all, betting the under on Iowa-Iowa State. I mean, at least he might be a good better. I mean, that's a good bet to place. Sounds like a lock. I don't, what, what is it? Seven? Okay, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be more than three. Nothing. I'll take. I'll take the yeah. under. Uh, it's it's. If you didn't pay attention to Iowa football last year, Iowa especially, uh, betting the under was a good bet. Uh, also, former Iowa basketball player Aaron Ulis, uh, who has since transferred to Nebraska and is now being held out of Nebraska games, they're playing exhibitions in Spain or something like that. Uh, he was also reportedly accused of making bets. Some of the numbers quite staggering. Uh, he was uh, alleged to have placed approximately 1,850 wagers, totaling almost $35,000 in wagers, with nearly half of them coming before he turned 21, which is the legal betting age in Iowa. At least one wager of those 1,850 was allegedly on an Iowa sporting event, and over 430 of them were on NCAA football and basketball games. Now, the the one sporting event was a football game for Iowa, not a basketball game he played in. Mm-hmm. Now, Blom, the kicker, used an account under his mom's name. Uh, Ulyss, the basketball player, used an account set up under his brother's name. This is all bad, okay? These players, uh, are they're going to face severe, severe consequences, and, and you know, I hate to see that to young people, but you make your bed, you got to lay in it, that sort of thing. Do you know what the NCAA should be thinking their lucky stars hasn't happened yet? What's that? But seems like it's a matter of time. Hmm. Finding a player that bet on a game they played in. Yeah. Because Blom is a kicker. Now, he didn't play in that game. He did play in an Iowa-Iowa State game the next year, kicked an extra point, but he's the backup kicker. But a kicker is kind of the perfect point, point shaver. Yeah. When you think about where spreads normally land, right? Two and a half, three and a half, six and a half, seven and a half. They're usually built around the difference being a field goal or a touchdown. If you're aware of the number and your team scores to go up a touchdown, you miss the extra point, you drop underneath that six and a half number, right? A field goal being three and a half, you miss it, it drops. But like the kicker can very easily sway the outcome of a spread right, of the result against the number rather than winning or losing. I actually pulled up the box score from that game. <laughs> so the over-under of that game was 45. The final score, 27-17, so, and he bet the under, so he hit on the under. Now here's the thing. This is where you talk about influence, right? The Iowa kicker of that game, uh, Caleb Shudak, I'm going to hope I'm saying last name yep. correctly. Another kicker. Missed, we, we don't have to know sure. kicker's name. Caleb. Um, <laughs> missed a field goal in the first quarter. Now, here's something also to keep in mind as well. Is again, who is he talking to? Mm-hmm. 
This this again, these are all questions, the old hypothetical, the old conspiracy theory. With 31 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter, when Iowa State was down by 10, their kicker missed a field goal. Hmm. From 45 yards out. And and like I said yesterday, uh, because we were talking about Hunter Decker's Iowa quarterback, who's also involved in the in Iowa these, State quarterback, the, the allegations. Sorry, Iowa State, mm-hmm. who's also involved in, in allegations and accused of, of of betting on a game that he was on the sideline for, but not playing. He was a backup. You can't affect the way the starters are playing as a backup. Yeah. Which, I mean, the kicker just uh, the backup kicker just say, "Hey, man, why was your your plant foot so far forward?" That's all it takes to get into a kicker's head, and now all of a sudden he's you know, trying to step way behind the ball or do something crazy, and he misses. Like, that's all it takes. But also, there is an element of of distance right now, right? Blom didn't miss the kick. The other guy did. Deckers didn't throw an interception or, or play well or play poorly, right? The starter did. I can't help but think it's only a matter of time before you find a player who bet on a game, who played in that game, and then it doesn't matter if they were throwing it or not. It doesn't matter if they they changed anything. Like maybe they placed the bet, they completely forgot about it. It did not affect their their playing at all. But I'll put it like this: I played college football. There were games where you would think I was throwing it, right? Yeah. I w- I guarantee you, I did not have any money on the game. But you know, two early picks or something like that, and and you find out that there's any money riding on the contest, right? It's like wait a second, normally he protected the football. Today he came out and uncharacteristically was putting it in harm's way. And it, the only truth is I actually had a bad day, right? I I just made wrong decisions. I got confused by the defense. But if there had been anything or any reason why someone might think I was doing something unusual or sketchy, well, the, the play could support it, right? Kickers miss kicks all the time. However, if you had money on the game and you missed the kick, even if you were trying your best to make it, still a little sketchy, right? Yeah. It's the whole uh, shoeless Joe Jackson element of it. And I can't believe we have to go back to the the Black Sox. to, to 1919. But he had one of the best series of all time at that time, right? He was in like 430 or something like that. But when you're in the meetings, when you know that 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 there's money being placed on the game, it might not be. You have to play bad the whole time. It might be one at bat. You go up there, and if you just you you know, I I got a runner on second. This is the one I can't get a hit. You can still impact the game. You don't have to be bad the whole time. There's too much uncertainty. So the the backup kicker, horrendous for the kicker, bad for the sport. The backup quarterback, horrendous for the quarterback, bad for the sport. By the way, Hunter Decker's in that 2021 game did play. He went 11 of 16 passing. He oh. actually came in for a struggling Brock Purdy. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Uh oh, Brock Purdy. Yeah. Wow, I, I didn't even I there's so many spirals out from this. There's so many ripple effects. Yeah. But the whole thing is the the thing that would take this, I'd say now it's like a seven and a half out of ten. The thing that takes it from a seven and a half to a fifteen out of ten is when somebody who is on the field playing a major role ends up having something riding on that game. Especially a quarterback. Quarterback kicker. Quarterback, I think kicker, kicker is the Kicker's perfect actually... the perfect shit. I, I I was a holder. Mm-hmm. Like the the field goal holder. No one would know it, and everyone would blame the kicker. If I point shaved, 
Oh, if you just tilted the ball slightly differently. A centimeter. Yeah. Wouldn't even show up on film. That's the problem is there's so many moving parts, and, and football is the ultimate team game. So, so many people can, can impact so much of it. It could be a big, big problem. They've dodged the bullet thus far, but they won't forever. At least I don't think so. I have no insider knowledge on that. On average, people spend over a third of their life sleeping, yet most sleep disorders go undiagnosed. I'm Megan Gigling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sleep struggles left untreated can lead to health problems and have a serious effect on your quality of life. We've served the triangle for 20 years. Let us help you get the sleep you've been dreaming of. If you're in need of a sleep study, a knowledgeable doctor, CPAP machine, or supplies, Parkway has you covered. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep. Sound health.